It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, October 31st. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Federal authorities have arrested a group of alleged drug traffickers in Alaska, including a woman already in prison who was its supposed ringleader. 38-year-old Christina Reina Quintana led a group of nine others that brought at least 12 kilograms of the powerful opioid fentanyl to Alaska between February 2022 and July 2023, according to an indictment unsealed last week. Some members of the conspiracy are also charged with laundering drug money and sending it via wire transfer to an unknown individual in Mexico, the indictment says. The other nine charged in the indictment range in age from 25 to 68. Two were arrested in Tennessee and seven in Alaska, including one who was also already jailed. Federal prosecutors say Quintana has been operating as the group's leader from behind bars at Alaska's women's prison, Highland Mountain Correctional Center in Eagle River. That was after she pleaded guilty to leading a group that smuggled methamphetamine and heroin to Sitka, where she shot someone in the knees over a drug debt in 2018. Quintana was sentenced to 20 years without parole in that case. A grand jury indicted the group in the more recent case on October 18th, and court records showed that they had all been arrested by October 26th when a judge ordered the indictment unsealed. The Ketchikan Wellness Coalition was awarded a federal grant to combat the rising rates of teen drug use in Ketchikan. The grant is called a Strategic Prevention Framework Grant. It promises $375,000 a year for the next 10 years with the intent of reaching youth in the community before they reach addiction. Jackie Yates is the coalition's executive director. She says they will hire three new staff members with the grant money. Yates says they hope to build new youth mentorship and leadership programs reaching all the way into the elementary school years. So we create this chain for the youth to see what it's like to be involved in the community at a very young age. It was a big part of my upbringing to know there is an element of community obligation, right? A sense of purpose within the community. You have this purpose, you have this voice in the community. It was instilled in me at a very young age. And how could we create this as a community as a whole so everyone feels a sense of purpose for the community? The coalition has partnered with organizations across the city, including Ketchikan Gateway Borough School District and Ketchikan Indian Community, as well as the Ketchikan Police Department on drug takebacks and what Yates calls positive ticketing. I don't know if anyone remembers when you were a kid or just a community member and maybe you were wearing your helmet riding your bike, you used to get a free ice cream cone from the police department. Similar to that, that's positive ticketing, but we want to amp it up a notch and maybe give out movie tickets or coffees for people who are doing good decisions and good things within the community. I'm really excited about just reinforcing positive behavior within the community. The grant is specifically focused on primary prevention, stopping drug use before it starts. Yates says that has a significantly higher rate of success than after someone's already addicted. But she says that the coalition will continue to offer services to all members of the community suffering from addiction. Although the Wrangell Institute buildings were leveled more than a decade ago, the school's memory looms large. As the borough moves towards developing the site into housing lots, many who attended the former boarding school are still trying to cope with the trauma they experienced there, trauma that's also impacted subsequent generations of Alaska Native people. And for those who worked at boarding schools or whose family members did, it's a heartbreaking and haunting legacy as well. KSTK revisits a healing ceremony near the site that took place last fall as part of a regional Alaska Native clan conference. And a note for listeners, this story contains details of physical abuse. 
It's an achingly beautiful and surprisingly sunny fall day at Shoemaker Bay Park about five miles south of downtown Wrangell. In many ways, it doesn't look like the site of a former Bureau of Indian Education boarding school. Today, Institute Creek burbles past rows of folding chairs. In the park's covered shelter, logs pop and burn in the fireplace. Dozens of people, some wearing beaded regalia or woven cedar hats, gather around a blue pop-up tent. The mood is contemplative. Dear Creator God, thank you for this time together. Former Alaska Native Sisterhood Grand President Frida Westman gives a prayer of invocation. Please protect us in this moment. Please lend your arms around us. Hold us up with your strength. Help us do this for others, each other. Help us remember, help us remember those affected by this place. Bring back your presence here. Across the highway, the former site of the Wrangell Institute buildings is overgrown with alders. Wrangell's Tlingit clans and tribal government host the healing ceremony. Luella Knapp is of Wrangell's Nanya'ai clan. We're sorry for what happened to you on this land. As children, we didn't know what was happening, and we grew up here. We also suffered. Jocelyn Estes is also Tlingit from Wrangell, a descendant of civil rights leader Tilly Paul Tamari. I just wanted to tell you that my mother was a matron at Wrangell Institute, and I know several of the several of the other people here had relatives who worked at the institute. And I'm sorry. I mean, I like to think that. She was a good, you know, I like to think that everybody I knew that worked there was a good person. But now I know that's not true. Shlingit storyteller Shaguna Star Bob Sam, leads the healing ceremony. I'm wearing my regalia because they were taken away from us. And I wanted to wear my regalia on this land of Wrangell Institute so that we could show that we are a living people, that we still know who we are. Sam says he worked as a dorm attendant at another boarding school, Mount Edgecombe, in Sitka. He says he thinks of himself as a good staff member, but he saw things at the school that concerned him. I'm going to ask something that's going to be the hardest thing to do. I'm going to ask you to forgive me, to forgive the staff. Jim LaBelle, whose Nupiak name is Akpayak, spent six years at the Wrangell Institute in the late 1950s and early 1960s. He's spoken out repeatedly about the abuse he endured at the school. One horrifying experience he describes in a letter to a U.S. House committee details a punishment for speaking Alaska Native languages known as the gauntlet. He writes, quote, It became a spectator sport. Little five- and six-year-olds had to disrobe in front of other children who were ordered to hit those running the gauntlet with belts, and as hard as they could, otherwise they were next. When I was forced to run down the line, it was never a single run. It was often two or three times." Unquote. That image stuck with so, Bob Sam. I want to ask you to form these two lines again so that those of us 
who experienced that, to walk through the two lines in the middle with people holding flowers, and we will walk towards the light, towards the sun. Wrangell Institute is behind us. LaBelle stands alone at the end of the lines. At this solemn occasion, I, I'm so grateful for the weather uh, because I, I get to wear my clothes this time. In the two parallel lines from the park to the water, healing ceremony attendees hold daisies of pink, yellow, and white. LaBelle and then others slowly walk down the lines of people toward the ocean, shaking hands, giving hugs, collecting flowers. LaBelle is visibly moved. I'm so glad you pulled. You give me courage. You give me strength. Members of the Yech and Ch'ak Tlingit Moiris share songs, a part of the ancient culture of balance and reciprocity. The last song is an exit song, sung at the end of an event, the end of a life, the end of an era. As the crowd disperses, laughter floats up from groups chatting across the park. The weight of the Wrangell Institute's legacy is not gone, but it's been lifted just a little. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. Taking a look at the community calendar. All are invited to complete Sitka School Board's survey regarding selection of a new name for Baranoff Elementary School, Thursday, November 16th. In honoring traditional Tlingit custom, suggestions should not include names of people. For information on taking the survey, either online or in person, go to sitkaschools.org. For assistance filling out the survey, call 747-8622. For other information or to contact the renaming committee, email Committee at sitkaschools.org. Lincoln Street closes to vehicular traffic at 3 p.m. today for downtown trick-or-treating from 4 to 6 p.m. Businesses wishing to make candy donations and sponsorships can go to sitkachamber.com. Mount Edgecombe Medical Center hosts a Halloween open house of trick-or-treating and other fun for kids of all ages on the ground floor from 3 to 4 p.m. today. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. Mm-hmm.